Do you have balance in your life? Yeah, me neither. So <laughs> sometimes I have a healthy balance of work and play, but that only lasts for so long until mind chatter tells me that I need to earn my worthiness and get back to work, you. In today's episode, I offer you not one, but two wellness tools that can help you to choose peace of mind through choosing a balanced life. From Maui, Hawaii, I'm Lucky, and this is Quiet Your Mind Chatter. Mind Chatter is an excellent breeder of imbalance. Do you remember when antibacterial soap first came onto the market? Every bathroom I went into, at friends' houses, public bathrooms, everyone had antibacterial soap on the sink. Then, not too long after that, studies came out that showed that it's not a good idea to kill all of the bacteria on our skin. It's the same thing inside our guts, yeah? If we kill off all the bacteria, then the bad bacteria come back with a vengeance. It's the same thing in your schedule. You need balance. If all you do is work, then that imbalance will wreck a perfectly good human. You need some joy, you need some pleasure to balance out all the time you spend filing your taxes and cleaning the bathroom. I <laughs> I just cleaned my bathroom again. I cleaned it last night right before bed. And this morning there were little flecks of, I don't even know what, some kind of debris. It's been really windy here. The trade winds are cranking. So maybe somehow in the middle of the in the middle of the night dirt got blown in. I really don't know, but you probably don't really want to hear about my cleaning mysteries to you but the point is if all I ever do is chores around my house answer work emails things that are okay and necessary but not exactly fun then that's a sign that I am listening to mind chatter mind chatter tells me that I've got so many problems. I need to stay on top of them by working 24-7 without any breaks for fun. That's just nonsense. When you see it in other people, you recognize it as workaholism. It's a wee bit harder to recognize it in ourselves, which is why I am offering to you not one but two wellness tools to help you achieve that once elusive state of balance. Both tools fall into the category of self-inquiry. It's like when you go to the hardware store and you're looking for fasteners, there's a whole aisle of them. They're all good. Screws are good, nails are good. You just use them at different times. Okay. The first self-inquiry wellness tool is body inquiry. You got it? In a previous episode, if you are one of my faithful listeners, I suggested that you create a list of your dreamiest dreams. 
ask yourself, what do I want? And then you write it down. For some of you, this is easy. For humans like me, not so much. I'm not sure what is fun. My mind chatter is a trickster and it tries to convince me that a work task belongs on my dreamiest dreams pleasures list. One way to tune into your true self and tune out mind chatter is to write it down and see how you feel in your body. Let's say that you're creating a desires list. Fun, pleasurable, relaxing activities that you desire. You think about journaling. Inside your head, you're not sure if journaling belongs on your fun list or if it falls into the work category. Write it down and feel how it feels in your body when you think about journaling. You just grab the nearest piece of paper, write down the title pleasure, then write down journaling as the first activity on your pleasures list or painting or gardening or sewing or working on your car or working on your bike or working in the kitchen. Whatever activity that you think might be fun, write it down, write down that item in question and then pause and see how it registers in your body. I did this with swimming and I realized to my surprise that swimming does not belong on my pleasures list. When I wrote it down, my gut clenched. I got this tight, yucky feeling in my gut. And that was surprising to me because I've been swimming almost every day for years and I've been thinking of it as a fun, pleasurable activity. I've been telling people that it's a huge part of my life and I love it. And that's true in some ways. But when I did this self-inquiry and I really listened to my body instead of my head, right? My head's telling me it's fun, it's fun, it's fun. But when I took a few minutes to pause, I realized, ah, my, my body's telling me otherwise. Working in my kitchen, though, that for sure is pleasure. Every time that I think about working in my kitchen, or almost every time, my neck relaxes, my shoulders relax, my face smiles. I am a really good cook. So I know that at the end of my kitchen time, I get to eat some really good food. And it's not just the the end product that makes me happy. I don't know what it is about the kitchen. I used to, it used to be the opposite of swimming. I used to think of, in my head, kitchen was workplace. Kitchen was a chore. But then I started to feel my body when I worked in my kitchen as I've become more in tune with what's actually happening in my body. I realized that as soon as I step into my kitchen, my body relaxes, my gut relaxes. I get to pull out my chef's knife. I've got a really nice knife. I love my cutting board. And man, do I love vegetables. And I get to play around with spices. And it's it's just lovely. And that's when I get to watch TV. I don't, 
sit around and watch movies or, or stream shows. I watch shows when I'm cooking. So it's time for my brain to turn off and I just get to tune into whatever's coming at me through the screen, right? <laughs> and get lost in that. And I, I usually watch upbeat shows or lately I've been watching shows that are educational, which for me is fun. I love learning new things. And it's not like research where I have to read things <laughs> and make sense of them. Someone has produced the show, edited perfectly, polished, and all I have to do is listen while I'm moving my hands on the cutting board. I love it. It's totally relaxing. Definitely on my pleasures list. Okay, so got that one. We're ready to go with that wellness tool. Your second wellness tool within the self-inquiry category is a motivation inquiry. Is your life out of balance? You have way too much of this and never enough of that. My book, Willing Souls, How to Brave Uncertainty and Find Peace is a practical guide on finding balance and peace in your life no matter what is going on around you. It's available through my site, wellnesswithlucky.com or on Amazon. Okay, so got that one. We're ready to go with that wellness tool. Your second wellness tool within the self-inquiry category is a motivation inquiry. Why do I swim? Because it's good for me. Once I realized that my body was telling me, oh, swimming, uh, it's, it's, it's a chore. Then I started thinking about what is my motivation behind swimming? Well, I swim because it's good for me. I want to build a healthy me, strong muscles, awesome lung capacity. The reason I swim is not pleasure. So therefore, it does not belong on my list of fun activities. That's not to say that swimming is not fun for me. I love swimming at times. When I was writing about this in my book, which is also called Quiet Your Mind Chatter, I wrote, I love the sentence, check it out. I savor being immersed in water, my skin enlivened by its fluid support. Isn't that nice? <laughs> I love that line. I wanted to share it with you. So I wrote that and then I go on to write about how good I feel when I see a really cool fish and when I safely exit the ocean. That's a victory every day when I get out of the ocean and I'm safe because ocean can be a dangerous place. So that's, that's a victory right there and it feels good. I feel proud of myself that I was strong enough to physically navigate the water and smart enough to not go in when I shouldn't go in, right? And I definitely feel pleasure in the hot shower afterward. I love it. it feels really good. All of those things feel good and I am thankful for them. That's why it can be tricky to know whether I'm doing something for fun or for non-fun purposes because Generally in life, things are in the gray area. Generally, things are not black and white. This is totally fun or this is not fun at all. Actually, I take that back. I don't like that term black and white because that 
makes me think of white people are good, black people are bad. Um, and I don't, I don't want to think about that at all. So we'll just think in terms of fun or non-fun purposes. I'm, I've been, wor- actually I've been working for a while to erase and delete any kind of discriminatory phrases from my vocabulary. It's a process. Thank you for helping me process that today. And then, so I have my own thing going in my own head, right? Is this fun? Is this not fun? And I'm trying to decide. And then I have outside chatter that is actually encouraging my inside mind chatter. So I'll explain. I've lived in Hawaii for a number of years. When I tell people I live on Maui, they get googly-eyed. Oh, Maui! And then I tell them that I swim in the ocean almost every day. They go absolutely gaga. Oh, I would love that! That would be awesome! Then when it's time for me to swim and I don't want to, I feel like an ingrate and mind chatter beats me up. This is what Mind Chatter tells me. It is a privilege, Lucky, to swim in the ocean. Don't you know that? Don't you know how many people would swap places with you right now? You ungrateful SOB. Then I get defensive and slip into the victim role. But the ocean is kind of rough and it's kind of murky and I've worked all day and I'm tired and I'm hungry. Can't I just take a shower and eat dinner like a normal person? Do I always have to go the extra mile? Poor me, right? And then I start feeling bad about myself that I've slipped into the victim role. I know better than that. So then this starts a whole mind chatter cycle if I allow it. In the end, I always opt for the extra mile unless it's dangerous if I'm so drained that I don't have enough energy to safely navigate the ocean then I'll do a few laps in my pool or I'll skip it all together and dive into dinner when I look at this inner dialogue through a lens of motivation inquiry I can clearly see that swimming though pleasurable at times does not belong on my pleasures list. Your homework assignment. Are you ready for your homework assignment? You got your pencil sharpened? (laughs) You ready for your wellness challenge? Okay, here we go. Create a list of fun activities that you can engage in that will counterbalance all of the non-fun chores that you do every day. For each activity on the list that you're unsure of, conduct a self-inquiry, either a body inquiry or a motivation inquiry or both to know for sure which activities will offer true pleasure and relaxation. You might be wondering at this point, does self-inquiry always work? Yes. Self-inquiry always reveals an answer, even though sometimes it's not the answer you want to hear. Someone I know here on Maui has a wife and kids that love to surf. He loves spending time outdoors with his family, but he doesn't like surfing. 
he goes surfing with them, but it's out of obligation. It's out of love for his family. But he never wakes up and is like, oh, I can't wait to go surfing. It might be convenient for you to enjoy the same things that the humans in your life enjoy. But if you don't enjoy them, then you just don't enjoy them. You can do them out of love, out of obligation, but know yourself, right? To thine own self be true. Know it, name it, own it. I'm doing this because I want to be with you and this is what you enjoy. Cool, let's do this. Let's do your thing today. But don't pretend that it's on your pleasures list if it's not. Because then you'll end up, oh, I did things for pleasure this week and now I can go back to work. No, you did things out of obligation and love for others, which is lovely. And you're working, which is lovely or not, I don't know. And you still get to choose to do things just purely for you. If you enjoy traveling to stamp collecting conventions and no one else in your circle of humans understands why that could ever be appealing, that's okay. Your weekend trips to engage in your fun activity can give you a nice break from everyone. Sometimes when you conduct a self-inquiry, the answer is to wait for the answer. That more will be revealed sometime later. That is your higher power's way of getting you ready for what comes next. Your higher power is lining up all of the right people in situations for you to enter a sacred place of healing and enjoyment. It'll be worth the wait, I promise. You are worth the wait, my dear soul. As I close out today's episode, I'd like to offer some final words on quieting your mind through choosing to balance work and play. Do the next thing. Just do the next thing. A self-inquiry can help you figure out what's fun for you and what's not. You might be scared that if you put it down on paper, then you'll be forced to complete the list. And where will you find the time? You've got so many people counting on you. You've got so many commitments. You don't want to let anyone down, but you don't want to let yourself down. Take a breath. (laughs) Take a breath, sweetheart. And remember that you are already okay. You are already good enough. You are already loved. You are loved by you. You are loved by your higher power. And I love you. When you spend even a wee bit of time sitting on the grass and looking for four-leaf clovers, if that ended up on your desires list, you just might catch a glimpse of your child within that is there in that moment, fully present. No agenda, nothing to prove, nothing to fix, and nothing to forgive. In that moment, (laughs) you might just remember that you are valuable as the perfectly imperfect human that you are. 
Do you want to connect more deeply with yourself and with the people in your life? Here's what I suggest. Propose to your friends an eight-week wellness challenge to move through my coaching book, Willing Souls, How to Brave Uncertainty and Find Peace. My book unfolds in 16 short chapters, each chapter is focused on a different area of self-development. At the end of each chapter, everyone in your group will work through the journal prompts and the action steps. Each week, you all can flow through two chapters, then meet in person or do a video chat. In essence, you're creating a pop-up support group to offer each other love and accountability as you do the footwork to choose freedom. At the sweet conclusion of your eight weeks, you will be closer to each other and more in alignment with your true self. If you do video chats, send me an invitation. I am excited to pop in and meet with everyone. If you plan a girlfriend trip to Maui to celebrate the completion of your eight-week wellness challenge, sweet! I will meet you all on the beach for a victory dance. You can order my book on wellnesswithlucky.com or on Amazon. <music>